This is Pod Forsaken. No, don't talk. Get in the fucking dungeon. Eh, get to the dungeon, see? <laughs> Put on your gimp suit and get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're going to be in trouble when Zed gets here. <laughs> ah, what's in the box? The box summons us, see? <laughs> Pain, pleasure. <laughs> Trying to think of other Hellraiser quotes. We have such sights to show you, see? (laughs) (laughs) Sweet dreams, bitch. (laughs) Machete noise. Yeah. That's Jason. Yeah, I was like, Jason doesn't have one. (laughs) My son used to be, uh, my son drowned in the lake, see? Camp counselors were having sex. Too much sex. Smoking dope. They drowned. He drowned. Yow, yowza. Good stuff. Yeah. We're going to do remakes of all the 80s all, horror movies yeah. as if they're in the 20s. Everyone's like bouncing on their knee, like. Don't you know about my patient, Michael Myers? See? He's got the eyes of evil. I don't actually know how to quote the movie. Uh, I- the devil's come to your little town, Sheriff. <laughs> we, uh, we recording? We've been recording. Oh, boy. We got all the gold. Hey, Andy, I'll be your friend to the end, see? <laughs> this is 1920s <laughs> remakes with Pod Verzagen. <laughs> oh, those are good. I hope you got all of them. I did. Oof. I don't Spitting even know. Well. fire. <laughs> Gotta check times. the mic. <laughs> you might have burned the mic with that. The power of Christ compels you, see? <laughs> No work and no play. Make Jack a doll boy, see? <laughs> oh my God, I'm never going to stop doing this. I'm going to be driving around in my car later just fucking doing this. <laughs> Eric's like, go do that outside. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Erica, you have such such terrible things coming soon. <laughs> well, hey everyone, welcome to Pod Forsaken. I'm Rodney Altman. I'm Missy Levin. I'm Chris Sachs. And welcome to episode two of The Eyes of March. Last week, we did Starry Eyes. See that? This week, we're doing The Eyes of My Mother. More eyes. More eyes, yeah. Yeah. And um, (laughs) because Eyes of March, you get it, Missy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris, do you get it? No, I don't. (laughs) It's Eyes of March. I wish that had been more clear when you said it, that there's very few horror movies with eyes. So we're doing (laughs) eyes. The Eyes of My Mother. But before we do that... Let's dive into talking about Spiral, mm-hmm. uh, the new Saw Spiral. Oh, my! From the wrong? Book of Saw. Yeah, the full. I guess the title is Spiral from the Book of Saw. That means like from the other Saw franchise movies, like I don't yeah. know, Saw, like the, all the Saw movies. Is that what they mean by that? Yeah, it's in the same universe. Why yes, Missy. Me, like, I... Because it's quite obvious from the trailer. <laughs> yeah, but like these are also like big stars. Which yeah, Saw movies doesn't have. Money. Yeah, money. Okay. You're saying Carrie Elwes was not a big star? I don't know. He was in The Princess Bride. Danny Glover's in part one. Okay. He was in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. The bad guy from Lost was in part one. He was in Lost. (laughs) And the guy that plays Jigsaw was in all of them. That guy's from Saw. (laughs) Yeah, so I think like a year ago, maybe a little more, it was announced that Chris Rock was producing a new Saw movie. And I think the entire internet went... What? Yeah. Why? I guess Chris Rock fucking loves Saw like myself. (laughs) And you know what? If I had that kind of money, I would be like, let me have the reins. I'll keep it going. Because there was a period for, I guess, around eight years where you got a Saw movie every Halloween. How many Saw movies have there been? (laughs) That's always a good question. Is it seven or eight? This will be the ninth. Wow. 
Oh, right. So there's there are seven, call them proper Saw movies in the Saw saga. Okay. Then there's Jigsaw, which is, is part eight, which, I don't know, it, to me it doesn't count. And then this is the ninth Saw movie. Okay. So first of all, I find it interesting that they're calling it Spiral. The reason they call it Spiral is because like the Jigsaw symbol is that swirly red oh. spiral. Right. Okay. And that's a recurring okay. theme in most of the Saw movies. I've listened to the first one. Oh, that's right. Okay. So we should sometime watch some of the other ones. because if we're in a lockdown the next few weeks for coronavirus, <laughs> plenty of time. Yeah, this episode's coming out in the middle of the lockdown. Yeah. So I, because we're recording from the past, I have no idea how bad things have gotten. I might be dead. A lot of Saw movies. <laughs> These could be the voices of yeah. ghosts. That's so I, I've seen the first. <laughs> Welcome to Pod for Zagan, Missy. My mother's going to hear. Well, we yeah. have one more episode after this we're going to record. So, <laughs> so Kim, Goodbye, you, you get one more episode of your daughter. <laughs> Savor it. Um, uh, any any deathbed confessions, Missy? Yeah, anything you want to get out? <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll okay. tell you next episode. So, all you need to know Saw one, uh, cut off foot. Saw two, reverse bear trap. Saw no. three. Reverse bear traps in Saw one. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Shit. What, what's, it's the reverse reverse bear trap. Well, saw two is pit of needles. Pit of needles. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And then Saw three is pig? Yeah, Saw okay. three is pig, which is my favorite trap in the whole series. <laughs> um, so each one has just like one cool trap? Well, there's a bunch of them, but there's like one big set piece. Okay. I mean, everyone has their favorites, but like most people... Can you cut me together like a short film of just like each of the main traps. I'm sure somebody has that would, it on YouTube. But that would kind of ruin the fun of watching the movies. Cause yeah, because like, there's like a weird police procedural in the background. And okay. they're just like, all right, I just want to see the trap do the thing. Yeah. Yeah, but so, see, that that's what that's a, that's what's tying into the, the bigger conversation I'm always sort of having with you guys about calling things torture porn. Because I understand that some people are like, I just want to go see people get churned up in a trap. But the Saw movies are telling a very complicated story. I know you might not believe that, but it is a, it is only, it is you, the story of a guy who had Sanser and he convinced people to keep doing his work somehow from beyond the grave using videotapes and voice memos. Yes. Okay. Does this, does the story <laughs> That's make the jigsaw? That's jigsaw. Okay. Does the story here? Here's what I like about it. Unlike many franchises where like you get to the next part and they're just sort of like, like when you like Friday the 13th, sorry, nightmare on Elm street part two, like does not exist. You go from part one and then it goes to part three. And now like Heather Langenkamp is like in the mental hospital, right? Mm -hmm. Like part two obviously happened, but no one ever refers to it in the timeline, right? Same with like, like, like the, the, the timeline gets sloppy. The same thing happens in Friday the 13th. It's like, you know, oh, like he gets murdered in part eight by getting like covered in toxic waste. And then in part nine, he's just like back and no one really discusses it. Saw through all the first seven films tell a cohesive story that builds off of the last one and in fact continually loops back to previous flashback like flashbacks to previous films yeah. that creates a really complicated like storyline that only makes sense when you've seen all of them is it any of the same detectives yeah like like the characters carry over what the i'm not going to tell you that it makes a lot of sense <laughs> like it gets a little it's like they're retroactively making it make sense well, it's like they're retroactively, because like each film flashes back to a previous film and adds a scene, yeah. sometimes it starts to be like, wait, then why did that happen? Why okay. did this happen? Let me give you an example of what I think is really fucking clever, right? In part three, there's a scene where a character, like you easily could miss it because in the height of an action moment, you see someone like take 
like something and like dip it into like wax and then swallow it, right? Okay. And then it's never come back to again, right? It's like, you might even be like, why did they do that, right? But then in part four, there's an autopsy and they cut that body open and they find it and it's a cassette tape and they play the cassette tape. So the movie is aware like, it puts things in one part that will be important later, right? They were aware they wanted to do a lot of sequels to, like, put little nuggets in. Yes. And I, I think most of the movies have pretty clever twists. I mean, Saw 1 is the best. By far, there is no debating that. It is a classy, great movie. Yeah. Parts 2 through 4 are directed by Darren, Darren Lynn Boosman, or Bousman, who, those are probably the biggest things he's done, but he also did genetic, the, sorry, Repo, Repo the genetic opera. He's done another number of other horror movies that are smaller, but his his biggest work are Saw 2 through 4. After part 4, Saw does start to go downhill. Like, parts 2 through 4 are good, they're enjoyable, Five, six, seven. Yeah, you kind of are there for well, the tracks. Well, you oh, could okay. you could tell that because in in six, they, he was like, "Do you want to play a game?" And he made them watch soft. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? That's so funny. <laughs> Please kill me. Please. <laughs> Anyway, like all I'm getting at is that I love Saw. I think they're cool. And there's a reason there's like eight of them, right? Is there any characters that we saw in the trailer for the new Spiral that are in past movies? Not from the trailer. Okay. S- this new Spiral. Oh, so, the, so do you, I don't know if you remember that like Jigsaw has like a little puppet that comes out on a tricycle and he goes, ah, 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 right? And okay. his, that's Billy, Billy the, the doll. And he's got little spirals on his cheeks. And so that's Jigsaw's symbol but he also like cuts jigsaw pieces out of people so that's his symbol he's okay. he's a symbol man right okay <laughs> <laughs> um if you say if i say i'm a symbol man you'll forgive me <laughs> <laughs> but um so this this new spiral movie it stars chris rock it also seems to star samuel l jackson though it doesn't it doesn't really show them in scenes together it's unclear like what their roles are yeah. they both seem to be cops and that's that's really all you get. Like the the trailer kind of looks like a crime thriller. Mm-hmm. And isn't that who's the other guy? Is it James James Franco's younger brother? Oh, maybe. Chris, what do you think of Spiral? I think it looks cool. I think it's very timely to do a targeting cops thing. That's smart and uh, uh, you know of oh, the you, moment. Do you think they're targeting cops? That's what they say. Is that? Oh, yeah. Because like the first guy that they show up to is a cop that was like burned alive or something. I missed that. Yeah. So I think the idea is that whoever Spiral is is specifically targeting police officers. I'll say that like the movie certainly looks the prettiest of all the saws. Oh, sorry. It's this this new movie is directed by Darren Lynn Bousman again. So they brought back the guy who did the best of the sequels. It looks like they gave him a bigger budget and a better camera package because it looks very slick. Yeah. Also, the poster for it is very different, right? Like, mm-hmm. almost every Saw poster is basically like someone screaming with like a chopped off finger, you know, and something about right. traps. Whereas this poster looks like it's like the La La Land poster, right? It's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a cop under a street light. Yeah, very moody. It's very moody, yeah. And if it didn't say from the book of Saw, you would have no idea this is a Saw movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was confused yeah. a little bit. The other guy is Max Minghella. Oh, Max Minghella. Yeah, James he's Franco. In stuff. James he's Franco's not, brother, Max Minghella. It's not, but I, <laughs> his younger brother looks like him, this guy. But he's in a lot of stuff. I yeah, think he's from Handmaid's. Handmaid's oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, really? He's, from. Yeah. he's a driver. Yeah. I don't watch it, so I can't comment. <laughs> I like all the stuff in the train station, like all the stuff underground in the trailer. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, that's cool. It kind of reminded me of Mimic, where there's all like the cops investigating something like creepy and supernatural maybe going on in the train, like in the train station. Are you planning to see this movie? I would see this movie because it's definitely going to have like good acting and stuff. 
like when horror movies like are there's effort put in like good acting i think yeah. it elevates it a lot i think it just makes such a difference to make it feel real i would yeah i would see this why have you not watched the other saw movies um because like the first saw movie like was just fine for me really it was just fine like okay. it was fine i didn't like i just didn't love it enough to just want to see derivative versions of it yeah, I, I saw the first three and then was like, all right, I'm good. Like, I get it. Yeah, I don't. This, this, I mean, again, based on our tastes, as we've talked about in previous episodes, I just really enjoy the gore. Right. Yeah. And so the Saw movies have delivered that so consistently. And and it was around part three where I was like, oh, this this story is just going to keep going. Then I, I don't started, like when gore seems random. Like, I like gore when it seems like it's like for a purpose or like you're getting something out of it or like. I don't know. This well, you are. I mean, you get to watch somebody get torn apart. I mean, <laughs> and then you can go home and masturbate. How do you not masturbate without seeing the gore first? Why do you have to go home first? <laughs> Officer, <laughs> allow me to explain. <laughs> so in, in episode five, you'll understand they added a flashback sequence to episode three. Son, you need to stop masturbating right now. <laughs> you have to come with me. Let me just let me just get this thought out. <laughs> I think it's cool that they're bringing more saw back. I'm in. I just think either this movie is going to be light on the traps and the jigsaw of it all like i don't know if it's about like a copycat killer or if they're what's about someone targeting cops i i thought that's what they said but i'm, I'm skimming through the thing and it doesn't say anything about that so maybe i'm wrong that's what, no i, I yeah, that's I what they said. said it said yeah. like this they're targeting police officers like i guess here at the end of the day if they're able to bring saw back and make it good great let's keep them coming right yeah, yeah i mean i i think i'm eager well, here here's what i think is good chris rock yeah. I'm eager for that. Me I'm too. eager for an all-star cast to approach this in a new, sort of a new take. Skimming through the background of it, it said like this came from a chance encounter that Chris Rock had with the head of Lionsgate, oh. where he was like, I want to do horror. And then this came out of it. Chris Rock has story by credit, which means that this was his concept. Wow. And he wants to do more humor in it, which I think yeah. it's always nice when something can balance I like humor. And, the, I like and, horror mixed with horror movies a lot. Right. With ho- comedy, comedy I like horror. I, you know what I miss in my horror movies? A little bit of horror. I like a little bit of horror in there. You ever uh, seen uh, action movies? I like action in them. Oh. Just a little. I prefer the movies aspect. Yeah, I like a little movie in my movie. <laughs> I, I think that all sounds good. The thing that is concerning to me is that I think a lot of a um, comedy's success. And I don't. It doesn't need to be like um, uh, what we do in the shadows. It doesn't have to be a horror-y comedy. You know, mm-hmm. I like comedy to be in my horror. Yeah. But I think the good execution of that comes down to a director. And I don't know that Darren Lynn Bousman can do that based off of his track record. That's I don't fair. know that he can't do it. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, there's nothing in the trailer that suggests there's anything funny in this. Right. I Other assume than, there has to be. Uh, with, why? Because you're saying Chris Rock can only be funny? I'm saying that he would infuse comedy into any role he did, I would yeah. think. I mean, part of the, the marketing spin of this is that he has said he wants to put comedy into it. But I'm sure there will be. I, I think... You know, like the the one thing the Saw movies lack is any kind of sense of humor. They are grim, you know? They're very heavy and serious. And again, that's the way I like my movies. So, like, they don't have that popcorn feel, you Mm -hmm. know? They don't feel like whatever. What's the, you know, the Blumhouse movie we just talked about? Truth or Dare. Dare. Basically, they don't feel like any Blumhouse movie, right? And it's possible that that's what he means. Like, I'd like to make this a little more fun. Yeah. Like, I'd like to make a, a Saw movie that you can enjoy and, like, laugh during and have it, like, take a breath, right? Yeah. And like, hey, like if you can execute that, that's great. But I don't care for Repo the Genetic Opera. Who did I did the first? 
That's oh, James Wan. Yeah. Oh, okay. The first saw okay. that's what started James Wan's career and written by Lee Winnell. And starring Lee Winnell. Yeah. Lee Winnell is one of the two guys in the that's room. That's not Carrie Ulls. You remember in Saw, like there's two dudes trapped yeah, in a room. Yeah, yeah. So the mm-hmm. guy the one guy's Carrie Ulls mm-hmm. from The Princess Bride. And the other guy is Lee Winnell, yeah. the writer of the film and who just made your Invisible Man movie that you oh, love so much. Oh, that's cool. So Saw. So that's why when Saw is like, cut off your foot, he goes, as you wish. (laughs) (laughs) The other guy just disappears. Yeah. (laughs) So that movie, that movie really got Lee Winnell and James Wan started. Now James Wan makes hundred million dollar movies. Lee Winnell is a director now, you know, with like, he signed like an overall deal with Blumhouse. Like none of that would have happened without Saw. Saw, (laughs) Saw started not to mention the franchise Saw. Like it's a really, I think it's one of the most important horror films in the history of horror. And the, the fucking twist ending at the end of Saw is maybe my favorite twist ending to any movie. I really thought I was just going to go see like a, like a, like a, a bloody movie. And I had no idea there would be this whole like detective element to it like it's mm-hmm. like a guessing game like who's behind this and and then it also plays into like my love of like escape rooms and shit mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. i just like all that and then you get to the end of the saw and it's revealed who is behind it and i was like that is the greatest fucking twist i've ever seen and then you know i think one of the problems is once you know who the jigsaw is you, he's in the other movies so there's no twist as to who's behind it the twists have to start becoming more and more obscure you know right. you're like how would you ever expected me to have figured this out, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my God, it was it was this person who actually had ties to this person. Do you remember in the first five minutes when he was ordering coffee, <laughs> the person by standing behind him in line? Yes. It was him. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess I should have caught that. <laughs> That's really on you, Rodney. I'm strangely, I don't know, like I'm, I'm excited for more Saw, but I'm like, there's something about this that feels weird. Well, it feels like a big tonal shift. I think that maybe that's what it is. It I think sure it sure does. Yeah. The, the stuff that you like about Saw aren't evident in the trailer. Yep. So I don't know. That's I think why it'll... I was confused that if it was a Saw movie, because it just yeah had such a different vibe. I think well, that's maybe it's cleverly marketed because there's just enough Saw, Saw stuff in the movie to tell me it's a Saw movie. Yeah. But anyone else could see the trailer and be like, I'm not sure what this is, but I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's also Lionsgate was like, oh, shit, we don't have Hunger Games anymore. What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> I'm good talking about this unless you yeah. guys want to no. chat more. I'm happy if, if you want. When does this come out? May? May. May, well, May 15th. In theory. Okay. In theory. Yeah. Okay. As um, of now, May 15th. Okay. Maybe it'll get pushed to next year. I also think that's a good sign. Like a May. A, yeah, you know? that seems good. Again, I'm not sure why not October, but I guess they're thinking a lot of people are just about to get out of school. Yeah. Right, people? Is this PG-13 or R? It's got to be R. Okay. If this is PG-13, I'm fucking done. I'm done with (laughs) podcasting. I'm driving out of LA and I'm never coming back. If they make a PG-13 Saw movie, (laughs) I literally will feel like nothing can ever be good in this world again. Uh, it's not rated yet. It's not rated. It will get a um, PG. Oh, no, no, actually. No, it did. It, it okay. just got a rating of R. Oh, yeah, okay. There we go. Like, For sequences of grisly, bloody violence and torture, pervasive language, and some sexual reference and brief Good. drug use. Excellent. This week so, going. I figured maybe PG-13. <laughs> this, this was going to be released in October, but oh. it got pulled up so it wouldn't compete with Halloween Kills. Oh, that's wise. What's Halloween Kills? Sequel to Halloween. Ooh. Yeah, then they're making two more Halloween movies. I knew they were doing more, but I... There's Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. That's Halloween cool. Kills okay. is this year, and I guess next year is Halloween Ends. They shot them both at the same All time. 
I think Halloween Kills is like a really dumb title. I don't even understand what that means. It, well, it's about the killer Halloween and he kills people. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just sounds like a cheesy Halloween movie. It doesn't. I don't know. Somehow it doesn't even sound like part of the Halloween franchise. I don't know. Like Halloween Ends sounds like a good title. Just Halloween, Halloween Ends is a good title. Yeah. I don't know. Halloween Returns. That's better. That's better. Yeah. Halloween Continues. I don't know. But Halloween Kills, it doesn't make sense. But I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I'm still going to go see it. And of I think course. I think they're right. They're that is if you put those in even in the same week. Yeah. Halloween is taking choose. all your money. They're yeah. taking all your milkshake. 100%. So why is choice Lionsgate? <laughs> they're so afraid they moved it up five months. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think five months lead time is enough? They're like, I don't know. I don't know, still- man. <laughs> make it six. <laughs> Well, anyway, before we move on, I would like to ask listeners to like, subscribe, share our episodes, tell friends and family to listen to us. Check us out. Missy. You have a lot of time right now being on lockdown from coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're doing. What else do you got to do? Yeah. Leave us eight reviews. No excuses now. No excuses. Uh, Please leave us a review and I'll stop talking like this. (laughs) Leave us a review, see? I don't want to hear this any. I don't want to hear either of them talk like this anymore. So please help. Please. Please white us a men <laughs> on their knees. <laughs> um, Can I stand up, Missy? <laughs> but uh, okay, let's talk about yeah, yeah, eyes of my mother. Eyes of your mother. Is it eyes no, of my mother? No, it's my mother, right? Before we before we talk about the eyes of my mother, I have to do a retraction or an edit or whatever. Last week, I called the new Mike Flanagan show Black Mass. A bunch of times. And Chris, you even made a joke about it being like the Johnny Depp movie. I was wrong. It's called Midnight Mass. Oh, well, it's totally different. Like church? Yeah. Yeah. So apologies to listeners. I realized last week I sounded like an idiot. It's called Midnight Mass. But everything else is true. I'll put a note. It's a book called Midnight Mass? Yeah. Does that have to do with the Catholic religion? I'm going to. The part where I told you I still don't know. Catholic. But but a week has passed since then. You didn't learn anything? Midnight Mass is a Satanism thing, I thought. It's what? I thought it was a satanic reference too. Or, oh, well, that's even cooler. Well, I guess... I just have had to go to Midnight Mass before. Yeah. No, black Mass sounds like it could be about a satanic cult, too. Black but. Mass sounds like a Black Mirror thing. Because it has the word black in it? Yeah. Okay. And the M, the next word is M. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm sure many listeners last week were screaming in their car being like, no, Rodney, it's not called that. And and they were wondering oh, why no. I couldn't talk back, because this is all pre-recorded, okay? <laughs> so embarrassing. Uh, so, apologies. If you write in, we will talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to write in an email, tell yeah. me how wrong I am. If you want uh, us go to punish pump. Rodney, you tell us how, and we'll do it on the air. <laughs> if that's what it takes, yeah. if that's what it takes to get some reviews. <laughs> if we get to fifty reviews, I would be punished on air. Sure. Yes. Um, that sounds weird. <laughs> I feel really uncomfortable right now. I Chris, feel why like are you we're staring gonna... at me like that? <laughs> like okay. What? Okay. Uh, well, no, I guess I guess Midnight Mass is just uh, religious, like it's for Easter and Christmas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. religion is. Scary. I thought that there was a cooler version. We can in there, our we'll, there we'll will be right on now. Netflix yeah. like next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, the eyes of my mother. Yes. Directed by Nicholas Pesquet. Yes. Which also written who by did him. the new Grudge yeah. movie. The Z Grudge. So all these people are getting like big blockbuster yeah. movies. So if you look, if you want to do a big blockbuster movie that upsets horror fans, just do like an excellent first movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This um, this was his first movie, correct? His I first. believe so, yeah. He did another feature in between those two that I have not seen that's apparently about like basically a normal man who goes to a hotel to get a prostitute so he can murder her. Oh. And I was like, oh, I got to watch that. That sounds great. What's it called? I just said, I don't know, remember the title. Piercing. Okay. Thank you. Piercing. Oh, I want to see that. 
You've actually heard of that? Yeah, I've heard oh. of that. All right, well, that's from the same guy, mm-hmm. Nicholas Pesky. But obviously, yes, he 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 did the 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 Grudge remake that came out this January that got an F cinema score along with the Turning two two Fs in in one January. It's a bad month. I actually saw the Grudge. I thought it was okay. I wouldn't have given it an F, but I certainly wouldn't have given it better than like a C minus. You know, like it's it's fine. It's, I'm, I'm like Chris on this one. I'm like it's fine. <laughs> But by that, I mean, it's pretty bad. If, Rod- <laughs> if Rodney's saying a movie is fine, it is dog shit. Do you think this is like his fault or is it like the writing? Or like, After seeing think? The Eyes of My Mother, I, it can't be his fault. I really think... Those movies don't... don't. I mean, I haven't seen The Grudge, but they couldn't be more different from... Uh, I think these I guys, think. they make a great film, a passion project, and they get hired to adapt something, and there's all these meddling hands in it. Yeah. yeah. And you end up with lukewarm soup every time, you know? Like- the grudge had a good cast too like it yeah i mean who knows right yeah. like maybe one day nicholas pesky or pesci i'm not sure how you say it will come it's on the me, show nicholas pesci and, yeah, he, and he can tell us about what happened on the grudge but until we have that happen yeah it's all mystery like yeah he directed it i don't know if he i don't know if he wrote the grudge but at the same time like it is it is not uncommon for these these studio franchises to be micromanaged on every level right he did he did have a writing credit on the grudge okay Wow, he got story by credit, too. So that was like his take. But, you know, many times people make a great thing and then the producers take over in the editing and they say, thank you. We will be taking it from here. And then they chop the shit out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Again, everything I saw, clearly he directed and put on screen. And very little of it is impressive, you know? Like the the actual grudge monsters are kind of like boring. It's not, it's a lot of jump scares. It's weird because going backward in his film catalog... I always feel like it's a different director, you know? Yeah. Because The Eyes of My Mother, which is from 2016, I think, I fucking loved this movie. It was so psychologically disturbing. Yeah, I can't. I, it's, it's been haunting me. So icky. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I've just watched so many horror movies because of this podcast. I was like, <laughs> all right. I, you've, you've reached that point. <laughs> yeah. you reached the... Uh, I have ascended. <laughs> it's like you, you watch too much porn and you're like, eh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like I might actually just go read a book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing that gets me off is watching uh, reaction videos of somebody being told that their house mortgage is suspended. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're losing your life. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I've gone deep down this rabbit hole. <laughs> mortgage hub. <laughs> mortgage hub. I'm sorry, sir. You you can't get another car. Uh, give it to me. I need another car. I'll be homeless. Like, I'm sorry, sir. Oh, that's the stuff. Yeah. I need, the, I need that dirty stuff. <laughs> I knew nothing about the eyes of my mother. The only thing I knew was it was in black and white. Mm-hmm. I had heard since it came out, like, you know, you see it on lists of yeah. best horror movies. But for some reason, I kept confusing it with a girl walks home at alone at night or um, whatever. Yeah. Cause that's all black and white. It's black and white. Yeah. And I know those are different movies, but I haven't seen either of them. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, the eyes of my mother was going to be like either a ghost tale or a vampire tale. There's going to be some mm-hmm. supernatural element to it. So I went in blind as a bat. I no had pun intended. N- I had no, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. I did not intend that, <laughs> but I had no idea what I was going to watch. And I am so glad because this movie was I'm so very twisted. Glad I, we watched this. This is one of the most yeah. twisted movies I've seen in a long it's time. It's disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautifully shot. Yes. It's amazingly acted. Very well edited, too. I yes. like when stuff happens to eyes and a lot of stuff happened to eyeballs. Like, there's really nothing wrong with this movie. Like, I didn't like enjoy it that much, though. No. Like, I, I don't know why. Because, like, I, I can't even put my finger on why. Like, it really ticks a lot of my boxes. And it's, like, it was, like, short, so it's not, like, 
I don't know. Like, I definitely don't like really want to watch it again. I like movies that and remind me of half-hour comedies. <laughs> <laughs> They're short. It is very short. It's like seventy-seven minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those movies that like there's nothing wrong with it, but like I didn't enjoy it that much. Really? I, well, and I don't even know why. Well, I, like, Starry Eyes, I from a production love. standpoint, there is nothing wrong with it. There are yeah. major story problems, okay. and that's why I would contend you do not have this like great like oh my god i gotta tell everyone to go watch this yeah that's why like i don't feel like it goes to, I, I guess since it was so short i'm meaning like it's not a waste of time yeah like it's like like i don't feel like i wasted my time it's in unique way. it's unique and very well done yeah it is very well done yeah yeah i i can't say i'm dying to watch it again anytime soon but i will be telling people to watch this movie mm-hmm. and i don't really know there are some things to, to spoil i don't know well i don't think there's no like twists in the movie or anything no it's three chapters in this woman's life as a little girl, a late teen, and then a young woman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's about a young woman who you've learned very quickly as a psychopath. Yep. Yeah. From like a tr- like trauma that happens as a child. She well, she get. seemed to be before that, too. I think that, she was a li- I think that she was a little on the line, but like that this kind of like triggered it. Right. Some trauma that happens. I think that people, I really think people should watch it. It's, it is very well done. I think a lot of, if you like horror movies, I think you should watch this movie. Because I think we're going to need to spoil it almost immediately. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Because there's something that happens very quickly that I think you want to have the tension of not knowing. It's, it's an incredibly disturbing movie. Yeah. And it's very unique. Like it's, it's not like other horror movies. Mm -hmm. I think it's worth your time. But I think what's interesting is most of the violence happens off screen. Yeah. I agree with you, Chris. The editing is really powerful because it's a lot of show don't tell. Mm-hmm. So like it makes it almost more disturbing. Like it, it's not yeah. shying away from violence, even though it doesn't show it. Like it no, this cut is in a way that makes it more disgusting. Almost don't misunderstand. This is an R-rated film. Like this, yeah. there is some really gross, disturbing shit. Like this, this could give you nightmares. Yeah, it's just because of the way they edit it, I think it gets in under your skin more, right? It's like grotesque. Yeah. In some ways, I kept thinking it's like Martyr's Light. I yeah. if you guys... It's like making a mockery of the human body. Yeah. Have like, you seen Martyrs? I've seen Martyrs. Okay. Chris, have you seen Martyrs? Mm-hmm. But okay. this was like still not like exploitative. Like Martyrs, Martyrs, I, I viscerally hated. Like I <laughs> hated Martyrs. This oh, was really? like still like a really good movie and not like... Martyrs is like this, but with the scenes fully intact you okay. know martyrs is lingering on human pain oh in a martyrs way that's like martyrs is just is really upsetting and disgusting grim. like this isn't lingering on anyone's pain which kept it like artsy i don't know i feel like it lingers on some people's pain a little bit but it's not like lingering on like yeah screams and like okay sure you're not in the moment yeah so well let's let's it's back on up. emotional this pain, is physical pain what's interesting about this movie is that it is in both english and portuguese mm-hmm. and it wildly swings between the two yeah <laughs> mostly english i'd say like 80 percent english yeah but there's like a couple yeah. of pivotal lines and moments okay. like whenever she's speaking to her mother it's in portuguese yes which basically it's about this young girl francisca Francesca, she's basically raised. Not really sure what time period it is. Yeah, it seems like it, it's they, a period they live piece. On a remote farm. So yeah, it's... they don't have cell phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have old cars, so you you get the sense it's like maybe the fifties or the sixties, uh, but it doesn't really ever say. And you're following Francesca. She's a very young girl, maybe like ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and her dad, it's a farm, but her dad leaves. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Never really just clear. Like gone for the day. Yeah, yeah. you just like went to the store or something. Yeah. You went to work. I don't know. Yeah. And so the mother. You live on a farm. You don't have to just stay there all day. Don't you have to work, work to on do. the farm? This is, this is pre-coronavirus. You can, yeah. 
<laughs> you can go out. This is back before when we had the accord with the animals. They'd make, they do their own things. The spider would tell you what needs to be done. <laughs> They'd spin a web. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get uh, milk. You're out of toilet paper. Out of toilet paper. I got to go. Honey, the spider said we're out of toilet paper. <laughs> so Francesca's mother is Portuguese and was a eye surgeon. Mm -hmm. And so she's... Teach, you have this interesting scene where she's teaching her daughter how to perform eye surgery on a cow. And so they, you don't see it, but they they dissect uh, one of the cow's eyes and she's holding the lens and you're told that the eye, essentially the eyes are the window to the soul. And then this door-to-door uh, -door salesman shows up and it's like very twitchy and very uh, nerve wracking. And he's like, is your husband home? When's your husband going to be home? <laughs> and then he's like, can I use your bathroom? <laughs> And they let him use the bathroom. And now I guess we move into spoiler territory. Yeah, we're here. We're at spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how to really like we are going to walk through the events of the film. Yeah, I think you maybe uh, should people watch the trailer for this one. I don't know how I don't people. think so. I, I think that I think this one's worth people's time. I yeah, do. go in blind, pun intended. Yeah, it, it's artsy. It's disturbing. It's just unique. It's like I haven't seen a lot of other movies like this. Yeah, I do. I, I just don't think feel everyone's like, going to like it, but it is really interesting and unique. Yeah, if you have a stomach for gore or at least implied really disturbing body violence mm -hmm. and want to see something that's like, it's like classy, but really yeah. fucked up. It's like an art film mixed with like a really, really grotesque yeah. film. It's like the movie equivalent of a person dressed up to the nines in a tuxedo carrying their own severed arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, that's classy, but fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, or you're welcome to just hang out and listen to us talk about it. And then yeah. as we talk about it, if you're like, oh, wait, no, this is spoiling it. I do want to watch this. Feel free to come mm -hmm. back, you know? Yeah. So the salesman shows up and what happens? Uh, he asks to use the restroom. He's being very twitchy about asking when the husband's going to be home. And then he pulls a gun on the mother. And uh, the father then shows up. The time cuts and the father shows up and you just hear this thumping this continual thumping and you, i don't know my mind immediately went to like oh he's raping her that's what yeah. i thought at first too. yeah that's, yeah that's what the sound sounded like yeah and so then the father walks into the bathroom and he sees that the drifter is beating the mother has beaten the mother to death and is just continually pummeling her corpse with the gun <laughs> but you, yeah i mean it's just a it's a quick cut you don't really see the body you just see him like 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 hammering a bloody gun down into the tub yeah and it cuts away it to the father. So gross. But it it's the implied, the implied notion that he's just been like hitting this pudding puddle. Well, the of, little girl is is sitting in the kitchen listening to it this yes. entire time. And I was like, oh, that's fucked up. And then I'm not, I don't, I guess it's they just kind of cut to the dad dragging the drifter away. Yeah, they don't away. show you, but he's knocked the the drifter unconscious and put him in a tarp and is dragging him into the shed. So this yeah. part I don't completely understand because he like basically takes him to the shed and like chains him up. Yeah. But the dad is barely a character. So I don't know yeah. what his plan is. I You're think right. that he doesn't know what to do. I think like most people like, obviously he's not going to let this guy go or hurt the rest of the family. But like, I think most people like don't want to murder. Right. But he doesn't, like, he doesn't know what he's going to do next, I think. But he doesn't like call the police. Like it's unclear what year this is, like 1920, 1930. And like how, how remote the area they're living in is. Yeah. Like it is there. But like your wife also, has like, been what murdered. What country are we in? It's America. It I, got is the America? I got the feeling this is America. I mean, I don't know. Because everyone speaks in English. Like yeah. when she, later she, like everyone else in the film speaks English. Yeah. Like, I just took it to mean that the mom is from Portugal. Like, I don't know. And she married an American, like, like, farmer. Like, are they worried that, like, if they're, you know, if he's 
portrait like that like i don't know they'll the be drifters american yeah like they'll yeah, be everyone's for american. killing yeah. a white guy because like she was portuguese i don't know yeah. all i know is is dad's like i'm just gonna bury my wife out in the woods yeah he and he makes the daughter help yeah yeah and i guess I, the, we gotta bury your mom in the woods now and the girl she like goes into the the shed where the drifter is tied up. Well, because the drifter is moaning, like he wakes up and he's chained up in the barn and he's right. moaning and screaming. And so then the daughter just is like, "I'll take care of it." And she goes out, and it, there's a very bizarre sequence. So disturbing. Where uh, he basically she asks him like, "Why did you do this?" And he says, "Because you let me in." And she says, "You did this before." And he just kind of like laughs about it, and then it cuts to the little girl holding a scalpel and a bag of organs and you yeah. realize she's taken out his eyes and his voice box so he now cannot see anything and cannot scream for help yeah, yeah. i think and right before says, that he, you're my best friend yeah she's I'm like i'm gonna take care of you now yeah well no she she's like what does it feel like to kill someone and yeah. he laughs and he goes it feels amazing yeah and then he's like, are you going to kill me? And she's like, I'm not going to kill you. You're my new best friend. And that's then it cuts. And the move that's the thing. The movie constantly does that where it's like it shows her about to like pick. She picks up a knife or whatever. And then it will cut to the aftermath of mm-hmm. the violence. So you don't see the operation. But suddenly he has no eyes and he has no voice box. Mm-hmm. And, sh- and that is that is hideously disturbing. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's pretty light compared to where the rest of the film goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so then it like it opens and it says chapter one mother and then we basically watch her as she and her dad just hang out and watch tv so it's got to be it's got to be pretty late it's got to be like the 40s because they have tv uh-huh. oh yeah good point they are yeah. watching tv at the earliest the 40s and her dad is clearly aware that like her his daughter is keeping this man chained yeah. up in the barn like yep. he is he just totally must be, like, shattered i don't know i don't it's because un- again he barely has any lines yeah. and he's in very little of the movie but it's unclear if he is just okay with this or if he's just so broken that he yeah. lost his mind i don't know because you don't really get a lot of him prior to the accident either you know no, right. like nothing but he right. definitely is okay with the fact that his he's daughter stopping it has a pain toy in the in the in the barn yeah and so then it cuts and it's chapter two now and it's probably like eight years later maybe and the dad dies. Yeah, he's like dead in bed. We assume mm-hmm. died of old age. Yeah. And the daughter is in it's a beautiful sequence, but she's still like maintaining his corpse. Yeah. Like she's washing him in the bath and like putting him to bed and sleeping in bed next to him, yeah. his corpse. Yeah, and she's like, Why did you leave? I want you to come back. Like I miss you. And like, you know, the filmmaker does a good job of giving her some humanity. Like she's clearly fucking insane. And just and- so lonely. He, right distraught it, but like it does feel like yeah her only friends were her mom and mom and dad and she's it lost like, both yeah, it of feels them. like someone that's like been raised in the wood and woods and doesn't know like how to interact with people right. or have any like normal human connections and, and that's the thing that confuses me because it's like okay so the dad's been doing some job like they have a farm they have a life yeah. he has groceries like what what does she do? It makes it seem like she's like never gone to school or right. like never left the house. Right. Like it seems Has like no social relationships, no connections with anyone. Which maybe she was being homeschooled by the I mom guess. and then never went back to school. Like that's kind of, it seems like she's isolated on this farm. Right. So it's, ne- it's never really clear like what the, the explanation of. And of that like, the dad didn't tell her it was wrong right. to take out human's eyes right. and vocal cord. Right. And so then, basically, after the dad's died, she's lonely. So she goes to a bar and picks up a woman. They go back together and have the worst date night ever. 
Yeah. And she like is like, oh, my mother died. Oh, what happened? She was killed. Oh, and what happened to your dad? I killed him. And then the woman's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to leave now. Yeah. And she's like, no, please don't go. Please don't go. Like her sense of humor. She's yeah. like, thinks it's I'm, I'm joking. And then, and then the girl tries to call the police, starts to leave. And then they do that cut again where it cuts to her cleaning up a bloodstain. Yeah. She's killed this woman. Yeah. Oh, that was a great, that was a great cut. That was very too. good. And then she's also cutting up, like putting the organs in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Like, is she eating them? I don't know. It's, it's unclear. Like, she clearly occasionally goes out. She has to get supplies. And she, she has to have a job. Does she have a job? She doesn't have a know. job. I don't think Well, she so. has to have a job. Why Where's she getting money from? Like, they may just left the may house to her. sell cow milk? I don't know. I guess. I mean, that's, that's a job. Like, <laughs> You're right. That is not really discussed in the movie. I just, I just took it to mean her her well i was gonna say her like here's the thing no does anyone know that her mom died like there's no life insurance because like she was murdered and buried in the it woods it doesn't seem like it was ever reported yeah to it, any officials. It, it gets the feeling like like someone just forgot that her house is out there past county line seven right and like like there's no property taxes or like elect, yeah. like she has electricity you're right uh, I we think- should the movie opens with a woman who's bloody in chains walking down the, the highway. Oh, you're right. I and a truck is about is coming down the highway and is about to hit this woman. The woman then collapses in the, the street and the truck stops and the, the driver gets out to help her. Right. And then it cuts to Then it cuts girl. to, yeah. Did you realize the woman at the beginning on the road was in chains? I, I couldn't tell. It just she, looked like she, she was... She was like bound or like... And that's what I'm saying. That's sort of how Martyrs starts. Martyrs yeah. also starts with like... I'm so bad with beginnings of movies that go in one or not the other i need to like slowly ease into a movie before i remember any facts mm. something has happened in the first 15 minutes i don't remember oh wow that's problematic beginning of books everything like my it's a problem for my husband huh. I need, <laughs> what has happened i know we're 20 minutes in and explain what's happened <laughs> yeah so anyway the it, it then she's killed this woman and then she's like wandering through the woods crying for her mother wishing oh, yeah. she was back and then she gets picked up. She hitchhikes. Well, first she she's trying. She goes in and brings the guy that killed her mom into the right, house and like right. bathes him and like and then tries presumably to hang out with sleeps him. with him. Oh, she definitely fucks him. Yeah. And then he like escapes, and so she kills him. Yeah. And then she, as she's stabbing him over and over, she whispers to him, "You're right. It is the best feeling in the world." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The scene like where this eyeless, like voiceless like shell of a man who's been chained up and and you realize he's been like chained up for like a decade or more yeah like his entire existence is just being like she feeds him obviously that sounds like actual hell it is yeah. it is the worst that's what I'm saying. that's why it bothers me so much because i cannot imagine a worse punishment than for being, even a day like i guess like a day of that sounds like hell well, never mind very much they, audition I guess if they like, if she took his hearing, that would make it one step even worse, right? Yeah. Right. But just like a permanent, sightless, soundless, not soundless, but voiceless, chained hell. That, like, I the, cannot the imagine a worse the, fate. No, I can't. Or uh, spoil another movie, The End of the Perfection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's same situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. that is worse. All right. That is worse. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. At yeah. least the guy in the barn can yeah. crawl around a little yeah. bit. He's chained up, but yeah. 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 But uh, no, she like brings him in and she puts him on the bed and then she strips naked. And while again, they don't show it, it is definitely implied that they have sex. And then she wakes up in the middle of the night and like he's not there. Mm -hmm. And she like looks out the window and he's like fumbling around the field, like trying to escape, which would be just fucking impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, yeah, she kills him. So that's an, I've got another thing about it, but that's one of the moments that didn't feel honest to me. Cause like if you watch a movie like Seven, right? 
the guy who's a sloth, uh, the sloth punishment, he's chained up for, what is it, a year that he's in bed, unable to move. Mm -hmm. And that dude's brain is pudding. If you are chained up in a barn, blinded and voiceless and have no human like interaction for days at a time for eight years, one, you would probably be have some sort of like Stockholm syndrome to her. But two, you're you would probably not have higher brain function anymore. You would probably just be mush. Well, she does talk to him every day. It's implied that she comes and brings him food and talks to him. she says, like, that's her best friend. I think yeah. she, she's... Yeah. And, like, again, he can move around, whereas the guy in Seven is, like, strapped tightly to the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. he doesn't have muscle atrophy or anything because he is moving. Right. He's crawling I don't around know. to get the food she brings. Yeah. And, like... I, I mean, you wouldn't be normal. You no. certainly wouldn't, you know... Uh, You're, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like, it's hard to really comment on his mental state because, sure. like... He can't talk. He he literally... Yeah. I, I do think, even after all that time, you would be like, can I go far? Because I feel like I'm in a bed. And then you would be like, I think I can get away. Like, you would Why try. wouldn't he roll yeah. over and try to kill her? Eh, whatever. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 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 You're totally right. But um, he didn't. And, but yeah. And he anyway. Uh, Although, seems like a merciful fate. Like, finally getting murdered at that, that, that yeah. point. And then the sequence, it goes into chapter three, which is the most... Called dis- Family? Yeah. This is the worst part of the film. This is the worst part of the film. And it's by just worse, upsetting. M- most disturbing, but probably the best part of the film. <sighs> I guess. This is where, if you're in now, you should go watch the movie. I mean, yeah. yeah. So she hitchhikes, gets picked up by a young mother with a baby, and she has the mother take her home, and she takes the baby inside... The mother follows her frantic, worried that her child's been stolen. Give me my baby back. And she Give comes me my baby up. Back, baby back, baby back. And she stabs the woman in the back and then yeah. chains her up in the barn. Takes, takes her out her eyes and her voice box, and you're just stuck Why on this. Why leave her alive? She's her new best friend. She needs a new best friend. As this poor mother is just moaning, unable to scream as she hears her baby crying inside. I, I, I mean, it's like there's the mo- no worse thing I can picture. The thing that I will never get out of my mind is like it holds on a close-up of the mom and she starts screaming like the most you know like her mouth is open but all that comes out is this like silent hiss of air and it's like yeah (sighs) it's awful it's fucking oh my god I I I can't stop seeing it it's it was horrible it really so it cuts deep yeah scenes and so then Then Nicholas Pesky, you are fucked up, dude. Yeah. You are so fucked up. <laughs> and so then she raises this child as her own, and she always tells the little boy, like, don't go in the barn. Yeah. And he goes in the barn. But sees, he's like he's like eight or nine years yeah, old. Yeah, so it's now. like another seven years. So like the, the mom again been has been chained, chained up, up. A, almost a decade. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And so then uh, she the boy goes in the barn, sees this woman, then the, she realizes that her adopted child has gone in the barn. She yells at him for that. And then he goes and releases his actual mom. And then she's the woman in the opening who's walking down the street. Cops show up. She's like desperately, the, the Mer- Francesca is holding her son. And he's like, don't believe what they're going to say yeah. about me. Don't believe it. Yeah, I love you. You know, I, I love, love you. you. And then the cops show up, cuts to an overhead, and presumably the cops shoot and kill her. Yeah. Yeah, the last thing you hear is like, it's an image of the house and you hear a gunshot. Mm-hmm. And it goes to credits. I assume it's, yeah, they've oh, yeah. shot her. Yeah. yeah, she didn't have a gun. She only had a knife. And like and the like, other creepy, like when she first sees the mother and child, she thinks that her her Francesca thinks her mother has given this gift to her and she's like because she's crying at her mother's grave I'm so lonely I'm so lonely I wish you were here and thinks that this is like a present from her mother and so she's like thanking her mother constantly yeah for 
having brought her this child. Ugh. Yeah. And I, so here's where I struggle with the movie. I think it is beautiful. I think it's very well done. I think the performances are great. I don't know what it's trying to say. And I don't know if the movie knows what it's trying to say either. And I think it's just at a certain point, you know, we, we talked derisively about like, you know, a gore fest or gore porn. This is just like feel bad porn. Like, do you want to just see something really fucked up? I think it was on Rod, uh, Robert and Ebert. Rod, Ebert? Roger and Ebert. Roger and Ebert.com. Roger Whatever. So on RogerEbert.com, one of he's passed away, but one of the reviewers reviewed this and said something that I, I was try, I couldn't figure out why I didn't like it as much as I felt like I should. And they said, I don't know if this is Francesca's movie or a movie about Francesca. And I don't think the movie does either. And I agree with that. And I think that gets communicated in the shot choices because it's constantly going in and out of her perspective. I'm not talking about a POV shot, but how, how the camera is treating the story. Is it her? Are we an omniscient narrator? Who? Wh- how are we seeing this movie and how is it unfolding? Mm-hmm. And it is constantly jumping in between the two, but it's doing so purposelessly because there's nothing that we're learning about her other than this is a woman who is deeply alone and deeply pained yeah. and inflicting this horror upon other people senselessly. And for me, I brought it back to like Norman Bates because it had a lot of uh, yeah. psycho parallels. It's true. And I feel like Norman Bates... When you see that he's dressing up like his mother, that he's preserved his mother's corpse. Sorry, spoilers on a 60-year-old movie. (laughs) That you get a sense of the psychology there of like what's happened to this person. Why are they feel so transposed with their mother's, their their, their parents' personality that they need to do these things? And I, I never really felt like this movie fully communicated why and how she became what she became other than like, oh, you know, psychopaths, they're a thing, right? Okay, so this this girl's a psychopath. I feel like she like was stunted in that 10 year old mindset and body that was already exposed to way too much violence because of dissecting things with her mother and that like she never received an ounce of like parenting or that's why I think like she it seems like she never left the house since then like it seems like she got no parenting from her father after this and like lost her mother and was already exposed to too much violence right and like you're, she was stunted as a, as a 10 year old. Right. But like, there's plenty of people who grow up on farms doing like seeing surgeries and cow births and stuff and they don't become psychopaths. So like clearly she, there was something that happened there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, obviously there's also the inciting incident of her mother being murdered in front of her, yeah. but and I don't like know. Thinking of the murderer as her best friend. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of like interesting things at play, but it doesn't adequately communicate and tie those things together. So it feels off well it just feels like confusing like i can't i can't understand it like it just feels like i'm watching this disturbing thing that i can't wrap my head around right exactly which i I don't know at a certain point it's like the artistic version of like actual torture videos where like okay somebody recreated these things but it's not saying anything and i feel like that's the biggest problem with the movie yeah i You know, I've seen films that are like simulated like snuff films, right? And it's like, there is no plot, right? It's just like an exercise to make you feel gross, right? And I get what you're saying. This movie doesn't really, it doesn't really have a story. It doesn't have a point of view. It's just sort of like the tale of a fucked up serial killer woman but filmed really beautifully yeah it it's it feels yeah it's it's shot very very well but it doesn't try to make you understand her you know like i feel like some serial killer movies try to at least have scenes exactly right whereas like this woman 
is nothing but bonkers. Like, yeah. I, there's not a single scene where you're like, I kind of, maybe when she misses her dad, you know, or mm-hmm. like, like, but that's not enough, right? Right. And yeah, it's unclear whether watching her mom get murdered, it doesn't even feel like that was the incident. I feel like she was already a little weird, you know, like, right. but a, like, I guess when she finally got to experiment on that dude, that's when she got a taste for it, right? Yeah. Right. And it's unclear if she's been murdering people throughout. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. I feel like, I, I could be wrong, but when she kills the woman she brings home and you see her put the organs in the fridge, like, I thought there were organs already in there. Oh, that's yeah. a good question. If she knew how to do it too well, it does feel like yeah. maybe she'd, yeah. she'd feel like she'd done it before. Right. I mean, it's just sort of like a really well-shot, mean-spirited movie. Yeah. You know, I think the other thing for me is I was trying to it's, it's I like watching this type of stuff where I don't quite fully connect with it mm-hmm. because it makes me reflect and be like, why do I not like it? Yeah. And what I came up with was when I watched something like uh, did you either you watch The Outsider? No. Uh, oh, like, the HBO show. Yeah. Uh, but you've read the book, yeah. maybe? Yeah. So, like, I think that, like, Stephen King is very good at tapping into, like, preternatural fears. Like, things that are deep, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the Outsider is all about, like, a doppelganger that looks exactly like you goes and kills somebody. Mm-hmm. And you know you didn't do it, uh, but you are prosecuted for it. Oh, wow. And then people are investigating the subsequent events from this. And it's it's really, I think that that, to me, taps into something deep and universal. This, to me, didn't tap into anything. So when you're just presenting a fear without, like, any sort of story or character around it, it doesn't, I feel like I'm not watching something real because it's not grounded. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, The Thing. The Thing is pretty much just a straight shoot of, like, wild scenes, but it's fucking fantastic because I think we all have that fear of not being able to trust the people around us yeah. and the things around us, mm-hmm. of that, that there could be something viral or something deep underneath our skin that we're not able to detect and it could kill us. Oh, there's definitely something viral that could kill us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it, it, when a movie taps into a actual natural fear, I think you can get away with a lot more. Whereas this, this is a, a, a portraiture and presentation of a female serial killer, which for me, again, I don't mean to like logic police it. As far as I know, there's been no like Ed Gein type female serial killer. This is not what female serial killers are like. Right. Yeah, that's correct. So this this to me just feels like a gender flipped weird Norman Bates thing that doesn't feel grounded feels like in anything. An experiment yeah. Or something. And so that that's what keeps it from being fantastic. Yeah, it yeah feels like, I agree. It's like a long short film. It yeah. is. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's called a long film. You're yeah, better at it's like a longy. putting your finger on why something doesn't like work. Cause like I, I felt all that and I like, I couldn't understand why I didn't like it, even though it's yeah. so good in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, that's why we have you here, Chris, to explain to me why I hate the things yeah. I like. <laughs> you thought you liked it? Let me tell yeah. you why you didn't. Oh. Me, oh, you think you like bagels? Oh, you're in for a treat. <laughs> Uh, but no, it, 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 I un, again, I understand why this person got a major movie. Yeah, yep, absolutely. It he, showcases a lot of skill. Yeah. And again, it's like it's nice to see a movie that looks like a fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I would have I would have hired this guy to do something mm-hmm. after that. And again, I'm, I'm now curious to watch. I want to watch Piercing. Piercing, right? Yeah. Yes. Because um, I'm that also sounds like it's probably fucked up, you know? Yeah. But again, like I I just really like movies that feel like like an artist did what they wanted to do. Yeah. And that's what this feels like. And I'm glad I saw it. And I'm glad it wasn't at all what I thought it was going yeah. to be. Like, you know? Yeah, um, I really thought it was going to be something different, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bravo, I really I do recommend this for everyone. It's just, again, like 
man, you will you will feel bad when this movie's over. <laughs> like, there, yeah, there is no hope or redemption in this movie, except I guess maybe the kid lives. It's not it, you don't know, but it's impl- yeah, the kid lives. That's and, it's, and it's, the mom lives. Maybe she gets reunited with her. That's kid. true. The the mom. I was like you. It would be difficult, but you could get rehabilitation. You could learn to live without your sight and your voice. Yeah, yeah. Like if you had like yes. people like giving you. You know, the help mom, and stuff. You it's, could, uh, but it's unclear if the kid write. lives. I, you know, I think the kid yeah. lives. Well, because she had a she had a knife with her. Yeah, and she's holding the kid she hostage. I don't think she would hurt him. Yeah, that's true. She probably doesn't. Anyway, anyway, but I'm I'm glad we watched it. Me too. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, unless you guys have anything else to say, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next week we are going to conclude our Eyes of March marathon with uh, a special guest. Next week we have Alex Esso who is the star of Starry Eyes, and her pick is a movie called Eyes of Fire. So uh, that should be awesome. Come Pretty back cool. next week and uh, check out that episode. Thanks. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. If you could uh, like, subscribe, and share this episode, that'd be great. If you want to share your feedback with us, we can be reached at podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah.